You are listening to the Remote Local Podcast. Learn the best tips to build a local business you can run from anywhere in the world and get the financial and location freedom you desire. Welcome to the show. Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Remote Local Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Parekh, here with my co-host, David Lahav. What's going on, David? Hey, everyone. Uh, today, we want to talk about something that we're both very curious about. We haven't mm-hmm. discussed this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about you, listeners, but personally, I have this dream of someday moving to some, you know, little city in the mountains and kind of living out there. And the question we're having is what is the impact of moving or living currently living in more of a small town versus a big city or big area? And does that limit you as an entrepreneur? Hmm. Uh, yeah. And we have not discussed our viewpoints on this. So we're getting to this on the call and David's, I, I don't think I would want that. Uh, I don't, Why I don't, not, Neil? He's <laughs> getting right to it, aren't we? Um, I uh, all right. So I, I think the question is: Does that limit your growth as an entrepreneur, which we'll talk about in general? But in, on a high level, I think the main things I want are a community and access to activities. Uh, and I feel like I could mostly achieve that from a larger type city. Doesn't have to be a mega city, but a larger city as opposed to a cabin in Montana. What do you think? Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Um, but the question is, like, does that limit you as an entrepreneur? Because that sounds more of a lifestyle choice, right? Like, I want to have activities. I want to have a community. How does that impact you as an entrepreneur? All right. I'll present my theory, my hypothesis, what I think about this. And I'm, I would actually like to hear your counter arguments to that. So uh, I actually think that in when you just are in a larger city, there's a certain... Call it a hustle, right? Like even if even if your your business isn't dependent on like meeting people in person or like things like that, there's just a kind of hustle when you're in a city and there's more energy around you, and the energy is kind of push you to do a little bit more every single day. Now, can someone go to like a very small town where it's a super chill vibe and achieve that as well? I think yeah, I think you could achieve that if you have that internal drive for sure. Um, but just being in a city with energy, you you can externally pull from the energy and I think it's going to push you forward a little bit faster as it relates to entrepreneurship, business growth. I hate using the word hustle because I, th- I feel like it's overused in social media, but kind of hustling, it does lend itself to that type of mentality. So that's, that's what I think uh, is the case and why I would be an advocate of saying, Hey, if you really want that entrepreneurial hustle mentality, go move to a bigger city. Yeah, I love it. I really resonate with it. Uh, I recently have been experiencing this. My uh, my partner, my girlfriend, uh, she lived in LA for mm-hmm. seven years, and then she moved to Boulder. And I can see that a lot of the energy that she has, and a lot of kind of the habits and the level of like professionally thinking about things, the way she does things, the network that she has. Um, is really like a few levels above hmm. people that are in a similar field that I've met here in Colorado. So I, I think that's very, very true. 
Um, that said, what we're talking about in this show is how can you have a remote local? Correct. Business? So in her case, a lot of her clients, a lot of her work came from LA. Um, in our case, you could be located anywhere in the world and, and open a business anywhere in the world. Um, so in that case, the business itself is not necessarily going to be affected uh, by which place you decide to live on. Correct. However, you as the founder and the entrepreneur and the, the driving force behind the business would be affected mentally by your environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, would that be accurate? So therefore, in, I guess if you're saying a business is an extension of what you put into it, uh, would do you think uh, it, all, all things equal, a similar business and located in a big market would grow faster if the entrepreneur was living in a big market or if the entrepreneur was living <laughs> in a cabin? Yeah, damn it, Neil. I'm trying yeah. to disagree with you, but I'm, but I'm thinking of yeah. more and more examples. Yeah. Like I have some friends who live in Bali, and and I'm seeing that compared to other friends who are in similar industries and sim- have similar businesses, the fact that someone lives in a market with what you call more energy um, actually pushes them forward. So I'm gonna I'm going to agree with you on that in terms of like the hustle, the drive. Um, which kind of leads to maybe how big their businesses are um, and potentially also for like profits and and things like that. But mm-hmm. there is also the question of how happy and, and fulfilled people are because yep. the shadow side of the energy and of the, um, yeah, like all the people in the community and, and all that is that it can be nonstop mm-hmm. and it can also be really, really draining. And so you kind of end up running on this, you know, mouse wheel sometimes when you're in those places. So um, I agree. And actually, one thing I want to mention before that to even counter my argument, you mentioned, you know, someone in Bali versus in a more hustle market. Uh, I would, um, from a pure data perspective, how do you know that those people who decide to live in hustle markets aren't just naturally like that, right? Maybe those people, because they obviously like those living in those markets, if they move to Bali, they'd be equally successful. Who knows? Um, so that, that is one data point, I guess we don't have, um, David to kind of your point of like, what are you truly happy or not? I agree. Um, and I think it depends on your end goals. So this is kind of the thought experiment I was running with as we were talking about this. If you are trying to run a Silicon Valley company, make a ton of money, exit for a billion dollars, uh, you need that edge. You need those connections. You need that extra mm-hmm. coffee chat with someone else to get you over the edge of doing what you want to do because that is your end goal. That's what ideally would bring you happiness. Um, for the types of lifestyle businesses we are talking about, um, depending on the type of person you are, I don't think you need that much of that mental edge, right? Like maybe you could get there faster, sure, and reach goals faster by being in a more fast-paced environment. But if we're talking about, hey, you need a certain number of income to achieve a certain type of lifestyle and then, you know, be able to live a good, happy life with a lot of freedom and flexibility, do you need that edge? You know, and that's where it kind of goes back to goals. What is your end goal? How much money do you want to make? What mm-hmm. type of lifestyle do you want? That's going to dictate whether you really need to be in a hustler market or not. Uh, I love this. And also, I'm, I'm thinking it's different in different stages. So perhaps maybe when you're starting your company and you're a new entrepreneur, then it can be helpful to have more of an environment that's supportive of that. So for mm-hmm. example, if you're in Bali and everybody just like surfs and goes to cafes and yep. there isn't good internet and like that's going to make it harder to, to focus and concentrate potentially for many people. But yeah. if you're more of a nine to five kind of 
atmosphere, all your friends are at work, then it might be easier to, to start something up. And then once you have something up and running and profitable, and, and then you decide to move somewhere that's you know, a smaller market with different energy, um, you already have a lot of systems in place and things going where you can easily sustain that and, and continue growing that. Yep. Which is funny because this is almost opposite of like the normal nomad journey. Hey, go move to Chiang Mai because it's 400 bucks for an apartment every month and you could eat for $2 a day and just go start your business over there. Right. It, it, it's kind of a, in some ways the opposite of what that is saying. Yeah. Cause then you don't have potentially you don't have enough pressure or enough motivation to really fulfill your potential. Maybe you get to like a small amount of traction mm -hmm. and it helps you, you know, pay your 1500 a month expenses, but then you want to move back to living in New York city and you can't do that on, on $2,000 a month. And I realized this is what happened to a lot of nomads in our community during the pandemic, right? Everyone's living in Bali, living in Chiang Mai, living it up. But the reality is like border shut down. You got to go back to the US because that's where your passport's from. Oh, crap. I can't afford anything in the US. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it was a tough position a lot of people are in, but it's kind of along those similar lines, really. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And uh, Debbie? Oh, I, I was going to say, I, I also have a little bit of kind of a hybrid between the two okay. that I think is worth mentioning. So the community, the people you're around, the culture you're in, that's the main thing that creates the motivation. And there are actually pockets of places in the world where you can go to a place that's more remote and still have that positive pressure, have a lot of other successful entrepreneurs who are driven and motivated. So for example, Chiang Mai and Bali mm -hmm. um, are actually examples of that. There are plenty of people running profitable seven-figure companies <clears throat> who are in those areas. And then if you go and you plug yourself into those communities, you can be in a remote place and still get the benefits of getting the energy and the motivation. That's a very good point. So it's not just the city that could give you that hustle mentality with the energy. It is in my, and I agree, actually, David, it is mostly the community you're around because you could be in a hustle city and have all the intentions of the world of trying to build a big business, but all of a sudden you fall into a community, you just go party all the time. It's going to be the same thing. So I, I mm -hmm. actually 100% agree where you could achieve the same by finding or building the community wherever you go. So the community is probably, from what you're saying, David, the community is more important than the city. Yes. I, yep. I would actually agree with that one too. So the question is, how do you find that happy medium, right? Is, is it building it yourself? Is it finding the community? Um, that It sounds like we've kind of found the mix, at least for what you and I think, the happy mm -hmm. medium of both. Yeah. So to me, it's, it's easier to find something that's already existing. Right? Right. You want to focus on building your business. You don't want to focus on creating a community because that can be like starting a business of its own. So if there is already something that exists um, and then there are also a lot of online communities. So we're talking about like actual communities, but the truth is that online communities can be just as impactful because mm -hmm. you all of a sudden you join a community and we can give a few examples. So there's a, a more of a digital nomad. Um, yeah. Digital entrepreneurs called community called Dynamite Circle, which is where Neil and I met. So if you plug into that community, then you get 
a wealth of information through a forum where people have documented their journeys and you have access to that. And then you have events that have like big events that happen once a quarter. And then you have small events that happen in different pockets of cities where digital nomads or people who like to travel um, stay in. Mm-hmm. And then you start having like masterminds and all of this support that you can get digitally or through this digital community uh, versus just relying on the local place where you live. It's actually, a very good point. And a lot of people in that community, David, um, they will live in smaller markets and then fly out to business conferences or meetings or meetups as needed for to kind of get that motivation. Then go back to their awesome Montana lifestyle. You know, that's that's totally possible mm-hmm. as well. And I think a lot of people do that, which is only possible if you have location flexibility, right? Um, mm-hmm. You're able to achieve that. Um, David, I'm curious, what is your ideal lifestyle in terms of location and, you know, types of cities you're living in? Would you say, Hey, I want to live the entire year in a small mountain town, or I'd ideally like to split it half and half. How do you think about this? Yeah. So right now I'm really enjoying being closer to nature. Mm -hmm. So mountains, forests. Um, so ideally for me is to spend most of the year in a place where I feel connection to nature, whether it's mountains and forests or ocean and surfing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I still very much enjoy going into more big city energy, uh, whether it's, you know, traveling a few months a year, uh, something of the sort. David, do you feel that now that you're a little bit more in nature, that your motivation is less? (laughs) Um, so something interesting happened here. So before this time around, before this current, um, reality where I'm living in Colorado and, you know, Boulder, um, I was in Tulum, Mexico and, and in Barbados. Mm -hmm. And what I found is that even though it's like a smaller city and, you know, I'm involved with community of people who don't necessarily have jobs and, and nine to fives. Um, just being in the States has created a lot more energy and and motivation around things and made it easier to concentrate compared to a place like Tulum. I, it's funny enough. I'm like the years of traveling. I have found that coming back to the States, I always feel more of a hustle. Uh, and I think it's just the culture of the States. Like we talk about city culture, think about country culture. Like this whole country is based off of the concept of work. Um, Mm -hmm. in some ways. That's not good. Uh, and I think it's overdone. Uh, but in some ways it is good because you come back here and I feel like I just kind of hustle more just from being back in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember while traveling, I, it almost felt like when I was traveling, my business never grew exponentially. A lot of the big gains happened when I was back, partly because maybe I was focused. I was in one co-working space. I was just grinding away. So that could be part of it. But I think a large part of it is just the culture here is centered around work. Um, so if you have a good balance of it, like for example, David, you're up in the mountains, but you're still in the US, you still get some of that big country energy, maybe not the big city energy. And and that's actually what's helping drive you. So there is something about the US, I, w- I would say, that makes people more motivated. Absolutely. And Neil, what about you? What's your ideal flow in terms of big versus small? Um, I think I, I don't, I feel like it's going to change over time. My idea would be um, spending most of my time in the large city, let's say Los Angeles. Uh, and I'm going to be doing this where I'll get a lease in Los Angeles. That's my home base. Um, but then I will still do long trips elsewhere 
where it might be a smaller town or a smaller community, but the key is there's a community. So for example, like I would love if I'd be able to go to a coastal town in Nicaragua and just go live at a co-living place over there for a couple months at a the time, then go back to LA. So I think I'd, I'd have it flipped where I think my base would be centered around um, energy, like the, the bigger city energy, just because I think currently that's the stage of life I'm in and what I want. And then taking the quote unquote breaks to smaller towns. But no matter where I am, there has to be a community. Uh, that'd be the mm-hmm. one caveat for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So David, I guess to summarize, I think what the conclusion you and I came to is we're actually a little bit closer than we think. I think, uh, <laughs> I think it's mostly centered around community. If you, doesn't matter if you're in Montana, doesn't matter if you're in Tulum, doesn't matter if you're in Los Angeles, if you have a motivated community, it's going to be able to work from when, wherever you are. Um, again, leaning back on the goals of your business and what you want to do. And if you need that extra push or not. And the opposite is also true. So if you go to a place like, I don't know, I'm thinking about, um, what is that island in Thailand where everybody just pretty much uh, like party? Yep. Yeah. If you go to Copanyan or if you're you know going to certain places in Bali, um, that's going to make it or or Tulum. That's going to make it harder actually to to focus and concentrate and and yeah and, and have a good energy around work. Yep. So. Man, I don't know if we came to a conclusion, but the conclusion is there is no conclusion because <laughs> it depends on you and depends who you are. But I think that's the beauty of this business and and what you can do is you have complete freedom and to build your own lifestyle. So it really is mm-hmm. personal at that point. Yeah, and, and the other point is is around just realizing how much you can get this sort of community and structure online these days. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Good point. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, to all the listeners here, I uh, hope you got some value out of this. Hopefully some of you are saying, you know what? I'm going to move to Montana in the middle of a cabin and just and just go live there and work remotely. So uh, if you got value, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Remote Local Podcast. Thank you, Neil. See you guys. Thanks again for listening, guys. There are two ways I could help you out. Number one is with May This Franchise. If you want to get into business but don't want to go at it alone, we have you covered with everything from A to Z. Check out madethisfranchise.com to start your own remote local business. The next is with the Remote Local Blueprint, which is a course I launched to teach you the foundations of starting your own remote local business in any niche. It's do-it-yourself at your own pace, and you can check that out at blueprint.beremotelocal.com.